Dr. Mike here. When it comes to living forever-ish, what's in and what's not? Stay tuned to find out. You're listening to Live Forever-ish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your host, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gosser. All right, welcome to Live Forever-ish. I'm Dr. Mike, your host, and this is... Dr. Crystal Gosser. Yes, my co-host. <laughs> Great to have you, as always. Yes, I'm excited about... I, I always like what's in and, and what's, what's not. not. Yeah, and this is all based on the Life Extension magazine. Yes. It goes out monthly. People can subscribe to it. Yes, um, and these are coming from the January 2020... I know, I can't believe it. ...magazine. Jeez, 2020. Yes. So let's get started with um, what's, you look, you what's okay there, in? Dr. Gossard? What's in number <laughs> one? What's in number one is... Flexitarians. <laughs> I don't know why I was so excited with that. Flexitarian. I, Flexitarian. It's a new it's term. A, it's a new term for how you eat, right? Like yes. Describe. But you know, it's interesting. when you first said it to me, I'm like, oh, give me a break. There's another, I mean, we have so many words that describe diet now, but then when you told me what it was, I'm pretty close to a flexitarian. I like it. It makes sense. Well, tell us what it is. So a flexitarian or flexitarian diet is defined as eating mostly plant-based foods. And you know, that's the new craze now. It is should be too. Whole food, plant-based, everybody's going vegan or vegetarian. And so your flexitarians are people who are a little more flexible <laughs> on that plan. Right. They are okay with kind of adding in meat Some or good, other lean animal meats, products, yeah. but in moderation. Yeah. So a lot, gosh, I don't even remember when I um, came across this. It was a study mm -hmm. looking at plant-based versus meat-based and mm -hmm. what combination is best for cardiovascular health. And the results showed that 80% plant, 20% animal protein seem to be a good ratio for healthy heart. Yeah, you know, that's kind of the idea behind this. And really, the you would want, with the flexitarians, meat is more of an accent rather mm -hmm. it being the centerpiece. Right, right. So, like, <laughs> so when I grew up, so my dad, we meat potato <laughs> family, right? And, I mean, you know, you're talking about... You know, you could almost like a little baby, like steak, <laughs> little and then baby. and then and then usually something brown like potato, right? Potato or and then, and then or rice, and then maybe like one little broccoli. <laughs> I know. Like, that's, so that's we're reversing like, all that basically. Yes, yeah. where your plate should be, you know, eighty or even ninety percent of your plate should be colorful, colorful vegetables. vegetables yep. And then, seeds, nuts too. Yes, Those are nuts good. That's part and of it. Seeds yeah. and you know different whole grains. Yeah. And then a little bit a of little meat. A little bit. Or, you know what? You don't even have to have meat. Who says that you have to have meat with every single meal? Well, you don't have to, but I do like meat. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I do more fish. But, um, you, but, but I get what you're saying. So, like, imagine a really nice salad, right? Yeah. All these different greens, peppers, onions, neat, and then, and then just a few little chunks of, like, nice breast chicken or something. Yes. Not like this whole huge, you know, thing. Exactly. Yeah. So that's... That's what's in number one. Flexitarian. Flexitarian diet. We And, of course, they can read about yes. the, the details of mm -hmm. it in the magazine. All right, so now we're going to go to what's in number two. Vitamin K. Th that doesn't sound as exciting. <laughs> I know. 
Well, you know what? This um, this article when Flexitarian I was reading just it, sounded better, right? Yeah. <laughs> vitamin K. But it's vitamin K. It's it's a twist on vitamin K. So when I was reading this article, I really got excited about vitamin K. It well, just kind of the, the audience needs to remember it Dr. Gossard gets excited about every little thing in in science. But it increased. It like turned up. The heat okay. for vitamin K. Okay, so and tell here's me, why. Okay, yeah, tell us why. We typically think of vitamin K for bone health and heart health. We know that vitamin K, K1, and K2, mm-hmm. it helps to get calcium out of your arteries, put that calcium into the bones right. where it belongs. Now we're seeing that vitamin K helps with blood sugar. That's it. See, I, yeah. So what? So tell us a little bit about what the theory is here and how recent is this is this research because i gotta tell you i this is something pretty new right she, she's looking for the <laughs> reference and stuff right now you don't have to give an exact date well you know well actually it's not one of the studies and i actually highlighted the study because i wanted to know how recent was this one was as um 2012 so it seems okay. like Researchers have been investigating well, so in, this idea for a while, but in what way then? Because you know, when you look at managing sugar, right? There's mm-hmm. some nutrients that help you simply to to burn the sugar better. Mm-hmm. There's other nutrients that keep the sugar from getting into your system so yep. fast, right? Yep. Uh, others maybe help insulin. So, so vitamin what are we K, doing vitamin K is helping to boost levels of a hormone. You may be from, I'll say the name of the hormone, okay. adiponectin. Oh, yeah. So we okay, think sure. about that with Irvingia, yep. help to increase that. So it's a hormone that helps regulate the metabolism of sugar. Yeah. So we're thinking well, that's one it, of the mechanisms. It controls, right, we may, maybe we need to review our hormones, but I'm okay. pretty sure <laughs> it, that adiponectin is involved in sugar-to-fat type Yes. Pathways, right? Absolutely. So vitamin K is regulating that better now. Yes. And then we also see that vitamin K is D or reducing the activity of NF-kappa B. Yeah. That's our master orchestrator of inflammation. So, you know, that kind of makes sense. If you can get inflammation down, you can help, you know, sugar, fat, metabolism, then you start seeing improvements in blood sugar. Did they, are they when when so again as you said at the beginning of this? So vit- there's two two types of yeah. K, right? K one, mm-hmm. K two, and then K two is broken down to a bunch of things. But are we are did the research show that both forms of K of K are doing this, or is it one over two or two over one? Well, it's actually both forms can be helpful, but in one of the studies it was K two. Okay. Which is the menoquinone. Menoquinone, but K1, K2, you need them both. Um, Yeah, actually, in another study, it was both both K1 and K2. And, you know, when I first read this, I thought the the research was saying, oh, if you had higher levels of vitamin K, it showed improved blood sugar. And I was like, oh, well, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. If you're eating lots of green leafy vegetables to give you vitamin K. But in intervention studies where they actually administered yeah. vitamin K. Yeah, they were actually treating people with sugar issues, not just an observation thing. Exactly. Yeah, so they're really looking at more of a, of a cause-effect type relationship yes. to sugar. So we're seeing insulin sensitivity, lower body fat, specifically in the central abdominal area oh, in the important. research. That's important, right? So Waist circumference. I'm excited about vitamin K all, right. all over again. So that was number two, <laughs> vitamin K. Now we're going to go into what's in number three, and it is, try to say this one exciting. Zinc. <laughs> How was that? It wasn't very good. 
No, ionic zinc. I there you go. Ionic that? zinc yeah, is what's me, in. Makes me think of a superhero. Like, <laughs> I imagine the zinc with a cape flying into your nostrils and <laughs> blocking viruses yes, from well, attaching to cells. What? So <laughs> Basically, you just said why we're interested in zinc, right? Yes. I mean, at the end of the day... Zinc has been known to be something that helps during cold and flu season. Yes. And we're just learning more and more how it's really doing that. So tell yes. us a little bit. What, when I take zinc, and it needs to be this ionic I, zinc. Mean, meaning that it just has a positive charge. Yeah, it's a positive charge. What is actually happening in my sinuses and stuff? Yeah, it's really cool. Well, first thing to keep in mind is that the common cold or even the flu, these are viruses. And right, I always right. tell people that. So stop going to your doctor asking for an antibiotic. Because they but, but fight go to bacteria. Your doctor. Go to your doctor. We're not saying stop going to your doctor. Thank you for that point of clarity. <laughs> uh, but so they're viruses. And viruses, the way they kind of replicate is they attach to receptors on your cells. And they actually get inside of your cell. And take it over. hijack yeah, your, they your hijack genetic yourself. material and start pumping out copies of themselves. Right. So we see that zinc, ionic zinc, in it's, particular. It's a barrier to that, right? It kind of gets in and attaches, attaches to those receptors so that the virus can't yeah. attach. So when you say ionic zinc, I mean, so there's common, like, like if you go buy a, a basic standalone zinc, right? Mm -hmm. There's going to be, you're going to see zinc, you know, acetate, zinc, gluconate. I mean, what, so what are we, what should somebody look for to make sure it's ionic zinc? So you want zinc acetate. Okay. That form of zinc releases 100% of that zinc as ionic As that zinc. positive charge zinc, Exactly. Right. Other forms will release certain percentages, but not 100%. So zinc acetate is the form you want. Yes. That's the ionic form. That's ionic form, and you want to make sure as soon as you start feeling a tickle. A little tickle. Got to start. Yep. You have Don't to wait to the fever. No. Oh, That's goodness. too late at that no, point. No, at that point, yeah. then I would You're riding say, it out. <laughs> You're going to be miserable, and you're going to ride it out. Yeah, that's true. That, and that's actually a, a really important point is um, is when to start revving up. Yes. Uh, you know, you know, it's your, the achiness, the, the the little scratchy thing. That's that's the time to really that, start taking your immune yes, supplements. Yes, that's yeah. it. And zinc should be. You have to get ahead of it. Yeah. Now, is this in capsule? Is this a They're lozenge? They're lozenges. Yeah. Um, typically, uh, deliver in the lozenge. You want the lozenge to dissolve slowly, and really every every couple of hours that during that first 24 hour period yeah. is when you would want to focus on taking the zinc. Yeah. And, and, we're, and, 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 you know, at, at least for the first couple days when you're having symptoms, you could do a lot of it. You just, yeah. at some point you got to start decreasing it. Yes. Usually no more than three to seven days. Yeah. You know, this type of protocol, right. this isn't something it's that not something you're you doing continue with. Ongoing. Yeah. yeah. It's, no, it's, it's, it's specific for that virus exactly. that's getting in your system. Okay, yep. so that so that's three what's ins, right? We had what's yes. in, number one was flexitarian. flexitarian. What's in, number two was? Vitamin K. <laughs> and then number three. <laughs> Ionic zinc. So now let's do, if you want to live forever. Ish. Let's talk about what's not in, and what's not in is fatty liver. Ooh. Boo. <laughs> yeah, we need sound effects. We, we do. Need, Robson, like, give me noises. <laughs> I want noises. We need hand claps. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, yeah, so fatty liver, tell us why that is not in. Well, fatty liver means that the liver is not functioning properly. It's 
the, the metabolic processes are all awry. And usually this is due to physical inactivity or eating lots of carbs, lots yeah. of sugar, which gets stored well, but wait, back as up. fat. But let's back up just one okay. sec though. Because when you look at fatty liver, there's two broad categories, right? Yes. There's alcohol-induced. Right. And then there's non-alcohol. We're really talking about that non-alcohol. Because non if you're alcohol-induced fatty liver, you know what you got to do. Exactly. You have to... I mean, there's no, no magic bill. Get you off got, the sauce. You, you, <laughs> and get back on the wagon. Do you get on the wagon yes, or get, off the wagon? On the wagon. You get on the wagon. You want to be on the wagon. Because then some people, sometimes they fall off the right. wagon. Yeah, yes. I still don't know if that's, is that right? <laughs> yes, okay, anyways. yes, on the, get back on the but, So, But that's fatty liver from alcohol. That's not, we're talking about people who are not heavy drinkers or yes. you know, maybe a couple drinks or whatever. What was it, four drinks for men a day, and two, two for women? For women. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So we're not, so we're talking about people overall who are healthy, you know, in, in yes. regards of that, but. And it's taking over. So uh, about 25% of the U.S. population currently have what we call non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Wait, say disease. that again? What? So it affects about 25% of wow, the population. that's high. And about, when you think at chronic liver disease, you know, it's really one of the leading causes of chronic liver disease. And we're thinking by 2020, it will be the number one cause of liver transplant. Yeah, So that and that's an important point, is we're not... I mean, this is not something, this is serious. Oh, yes. I mean, non-alcoholic fatty liver can turn into cirrhosis. Well, the problem is there are no obvious symptoms yeah. until you have this irreversible liver damage. So you kind of start off with some fibrosis, some inflammation, which you can, the liver can kind of repair from that and regenerate. But then once you reach a level of cirrhosis. Yeah, that, now, now it's, that's, that's transplant time. Yeah. All right, so that's fatty liver, and it's not in. <laughs> it is not in, but I'll have to tell you one thing that is in with what's not in, which is fatty liver, probiotics. Yeah. Probiotics can be beneficial. Yeah, well, we, yeah we're definitely going to have to do more on probiotics. Yes, right? I think right. so. So, Dr. Gossert, yes. Robson said we went way over. we gotta, we got to end this. Okay. So that's what's in and what's <laughs> not. If you want to live foreverish, I want to thank everybody for listening uh, to Live Foreverish. For more podcasts, you can go to liveforeverish.com. That's liveforeverish.com. And please like, share, subscribe, subscribe, comment. Co oh, yes, comment. We always forget that. That's all. Yeah, that's it. Great. <laughs> uh, Dr. Gossett, as always, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I want to thank everybody for listening. I'm Dr. Mike. Take care.